Hey everybody, this is a little bit out of the ordinary, but I just wanted to provide a quick update before this episode gets going. Just wanted to make sure you're all aware that Wisconsin is going to be sending the KCPA proposed legislation to the House sometime in the near future, and then of course it would be off to the Senate after that. So make sure that you stay tuned, keep checking out the AKA website and any other you know forums or social media or places where you get your Kratom news and make sure that you can start contacting the senators and the representatives in Wisconsin when they do take up that proposed legislation. So just a brief and important announcement. All right, on with the show. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Thursday morning, the 50th episode of season two of Everything Kratom. We did it. Thanks so much for being along for the ride. And of course, we will be kicking it off with season three tomorrow. So that is just awesome. Thanks so much for being here with me. So to end season two today, we're doing a quick revisit of Vermont. Uh, Just like I mentioned yesterday in that episode that we would be doing a quick visit of Vermont today. Um, I just talked about them a week and a half ago and Vermont is near and dear to my heart. And I saw an article, which I think a lot of people have seen, actually, because I've seen it shared by a number of people um, on Reddit, on Twitter, uh, who are, you know, Kratom proponents. And I've also, you know, I actually read the VT Digger, the investigative news, you know, source that this article was written in. I I love checking it out. It's really great uh, newspaper, um, online newspaper. So um, VT Digger is great. So there's this article written by a representative from Chittenden County, which for those of you who don't know, Chittenden County is where Burlington is located. And the representative, Brian Cena, is um, he, he's had, you know, a fairly active role uh, when it comes to, you know, any proponent viewpoint of Kratom in Vermont, considering Vermont has had Kratom be illegal since, you know, 2016. And um, if you want any context with Vermont, you should go back and listen to that episode that I did. Uh, That episode was on January 6th. So you can go back and listen to that if you'd like. But um, the very briefest of brief recaps, Vermont made Kratom illegal in 2016. Uh, It made it illegal by classifying it as, among other things, a synthetic cannabinoid, which is impossible, (laughs) but nonetheless, it's considered illegal. And um, there's a bill that was introduced in 2020 in February, uh, which was introduced by Brian Cena. And that bill is making its way around through various forms and is now part of the 2021-2022 legislative session. And that is currently in committee. Uh, It's H310, and it's an act relating to the regulation of Kratom products. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up was he wrote this uh, brief article. It's a commentary piece. And so he wrote it directly, and he said a few things in there that were just, you know, well put. And I thought that they were worth sharing and uh, kind of jumping off of and piggybacking on 
the first Vermont episode that I did because this is the sort of, you know, this person is the person that I'm watching, right? And so I thought it was really neat that just a week and a half after we did that episode, he wrote this commentary piece in VT Digger. So I thought I'll, of course, share the link in the description of this podcast, but I'll go over a couple things he said. Very brief article, though. So he said the following, Vermont's rules are narrower than the regulations of the federal government. Why is this a problem? Because Kratom is legal for sale in the vast majority of states. Vermont residents ought to be able to procure and safely use Kratom. Then he goes on and says, even the U.S. Congress has taken note. The Congressional Committee that reviewed the 2022 funding for the Departments of Labor, Health and Human Services, and Education declared itself aware of the potential promising results of Kratom for acute and chronic pain patients who seek safer alternatives to sometimes dangerously addictive and potentially deadly prescription opioids, and of research investigating the use of Kratom's constituent compounds for opioid use disorder. He goes on to mention that um, the NIH, you know, National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, has been directed, uh, you know, to study this, that they, they're already using taxpayer-funded grants to study Kratom. Then afterwards, he goes through the issue of opioid, you know, overdoses and deaths in Vermont and kind of covers some of what, you know, I talked about in that Vermont episode. And then finally, he, you know, after mentioning some of the things that the state has been doing, to try and reduce the effects of the opioid crisis and, and help people, he says, but more needs to be done. And one powerful tool in our toolbox is currently inaccessible to Vermont residents. Kratom is a harm reduction treatment that should be safely available to Vermont consumers. So I just wanted to pick that apart a little bit and 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 talk about a couple things he mentioned, the things that I read, because some of it is, you know, points that we've heard before. There's research that's happening on it and, uh, you know, it shows promising effects. Um, some agencies have started to recognize this and that should be taken into account. And that, you know, as much as we're trying, the opioid crisis continues and we're not using Kratom as one potential tool that could work. But then he also talks about like, just I just love the way that he, he starts this article by saying that Vermont rules are narrower than the regulations of the federal government. Why is this a problem? Because Kratom is legal for sale in the vast majority of states. Vermont residents ought to be able to procure and safely use Kratom. Like, nothing in that is political or a recycled, used argument for legalizing Kratom or anything of the sort, you know? Like, it's a new way of putting it in my, I mean, maybe it's not new, but I haven't seen anyone put it this way before. He's making this first, you know, formal statement saying, Vermont has stricter rules than, you know, that of the, of the nation. And why is that a problem? Because maybe that's not necessarily a problem. It, you know, it's not a given problem that that's the case. But why is that a problem when it comes to this specific case of, of having Kratom illegal? And then he says, because it's legal for sale in the vast majority of states. So Vermont residents ought to be able to procure and safely use it. And that's a really neat argument, don't you think? It's a new one. And it's something that I can imagine that getting the attention of somebody, right? Like, like that's the sort of thing that worked in Utah. Because the senator in Utah, uh, when he was introducing the Kratom Consumer Protection Act that eventually passed there... Uh, he mentioned at one point, um, and he's a Republican, that 
Some of his uh, Republican colleagues had trouble first accepting the idea of it because they didn't want government regulation, uh, you know, coming into the state. But he said, well, if we don't do this, the the next option is going to be the government, you know, making Kratom illegal in the state. And that's taking away something from people, which is more of a reach of Big Brother, you know. And so it, it's kind of going along that, except um, Brian Cena is, you know, a progressive. Um, he's part of the progressive party in Vermont, actually. And so I just think that it's so neat. But then he goes into some of the arguments that I've heard in the past, but he, he words them very well and he backs all of his arguments up well. Um, and I think that right now it's a good time to be pushing this. And I'm hoping that his bill does get to go through. It would make a huge difference, I think, in Vermont, at least because it gives the state another tool. And the reason, you know, the other reason why I wanted to bring this up today was because just coming to work yesterday in the car, um, I had already read this article and so I knew I was going to talk about this today. But in the car on the way to work, I was listening to Vermont Public Radio and they were talking about how to deal with the opioid crisis. And one of the ways they were trying to solve the issue was talking about opening up safe injection sites. And I don't know how you feel about those and I don't know how I feel about them, honestly. I'm kind of up in the air on it. Um, I can see how they would be helpful. I can also see how, you know, they might not be helpful. I don't know. Um, but I just find it fascinating that that's something that they'd rather consider first, you know, like that's the first idea. Well, we'll just make a space for this thing to continue to happen in a safe way. But, you know, it's it's I guess I'll just leave it there, you know, and let let, let you think about it. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, why is it that Kratom comes second to that? So those two things are what made me want to bring this up today. Um, this is a very this was a very rambling episode, so I apologize. Not super coherent, but um, I'm just kind of jazzed, you know, like I'm energized. I I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in Vermont, and I'm optimistic, and I hope that we can see some change happen there soon. So uh, I'll leave that there, and then tomorrow we are starting off season three with some fire. So let's do it. Uh, thanks so much for listening, you all. It's great to have your support. And um, just, I love it. I love, love, love this. And I love, love, love Kratom. So let's keep it up. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. <laughs>